Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. Oh, and I'm Obert. Yeah. That was, a, that was bad. I can't even say my own name. <laughs> well, all right. O, o, Ober, or uh, Obert, I, I, or whatever you want to call uh, yourself. Oh, yeah, Bert. You'd think that I hadn't done this 97 times already, but... I know, yeah, right? Here, here I am messing up my own name. It is weird going, like, going back and listening to old ones where... I'm not the one that does it, and it's like, oh, this is not right. This is weird. <laughs> or like, if one of us does the outro that isn't Tud, or if one of us, I don't know, it's uh, 98 episodes is ridiculous. We're getting there. Do you know how many podcasts make it over 98 episodes? Uh, like no, several. But do you? <laughs> like, like one, maybe. Well, Joe Rogan. That's <laughs> we're it. gonna be number two. <laughs> we're gonna be number two. Everybody else is tied at one. We're number two. Hopefully. Oh, actually, you know what? We're not there yet. We can't. Let's not yeah, count our chickens true. before they hatch. Anything can happen that's true. between now and when this episode is released on Thursday. We could be like the Beatles <laughs> and like break up way too early. I could. Right? Ted could really offend me and I quit the podcast mid-episode. I think that that might happen. We'll find out. This is we'll find like the out. teaser at the beginning of The Bachelor that I imagined is what they do. <laughs> I've never seen The Bachelor, but I imagine that at the beginning, it's just them talking about how later they're going to threaten to break up Yeah, the friendship slash relationship. I think that's exactly how it works. Probably. I think I, I, think I read that on the Bachelor.com website, <laughs> the, batch, the Bachelorite. The bachelor, I think it's actually the Bachelorwebsite.com. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get the bachelor.com, but they got the bachelorwebsite.com. Yeah, when you go to the bachelor.com, it's just this this dude named Steve. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, out a whole website. Hey guys. Hey Tom. You know what time it is? Yes. It's ten twenty eight PM. No. Oh. It's beer drinking time? Oh, I mean oh. Is it beer thirty? It's a honky tonk time? Thirty. And I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Cause it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Nice. It's beer 30. <laughs> all right. It's beer 30. Well, then let's just get right into it this week. What do you say, guys? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Let's I mean, just I've, already, not... I've already got into it, so. Tut's <laughs> pre-gaming over, over there. Yeah, if you go to the Patreon, you can listen to our pre-game episodes. Head over there. Um, this week I I drank a cool zero IBU beer, so go check that out. Yeah, zero IBUs in that one. Chris already started pre-gaming earlier, chugging some beers. I'm the only sober one on the podcast, believe it or not. If you couldn't <laughs> tell from my flubbed intro, <laughs> right, 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 the one that nailed yeah. it, nailed the intro. Mm-hmm. I just needed some liquid courage to say my own name right. I think, but. Maybe this will help. This week, wait, let's do a drop, I guess, because I can't. That was too flawless of a transition. We need to interrupt it with this <laughs> quick right. empty three. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. Okay. There you go. <laughs> well, again, with that very smooth transition from whatever I was just saying to where we are right now. Um, you asked for a drop. <laughs> this week, I'm drinking... A beer from Thirsty Street out of Billings called Domo. Arigato. It is a Mr. Roboto. sour Belgian style aged in red and white oak barrels with dried hibiscus flower, orange peel, and ginger root. So Interesting. Hmm. Picked this guy up at Big Heads Bottle Shop out of Missoula about a month ago. 
and I've been dying to bring it on the podcast ever since then. Um, I've looked into Thirsty Street a little bit. They are out of Billings, like I said. Don't have a lot of information on their website, but um, seems like they do some pretty good stuff. So when I saw this description, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta pick that one up. Um, and it's that time of year for a delicious sour Belgian. So um, what, what is it like? Uh, you know, sixty-two degrees in Montana today? No, it's uh, you know, got over cracked over seventy. You know, it was a little windy. I'm, I'm wearing shorts today. It was a little chilly, but uh, <laughs> no, overall pretty comfortable. Yeah. That's extremely cold. <laughs> yeah, that is that is chilly. It's it's averaging ninety here now. Yeah, I don't miss Connecticut in July slash August. Welcome to April. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been really nice here the last couple of days. Sleeping with the windows open, it gets down to like low forties at night. You know, you can't beat it. But um, let's move away from weather is different in different places and move towards <laughs> this review. It's a classic bit. It is it's a classic, classic bit. bit. We need a drop for it. Everybody loves yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to know <laughs> what their weather was in a place they don't live a few days ago. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's great content. It's great content. I say it every time. So on the think- nose. Of this beer. I was going to say, you think Huey Lewis in the news, weather, would be a I good get drop for this? I some sour notes. <laughs> 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 Along with that typical Belgian yeast. Uh, you know, this is, it sounds, s- smells exactly like what you would imagine with a beer called a sour Belgian ale. It's, uh, I get that, that dried, that ripe banana, a little bit of clove, um, sour grape, all those, all those greatest hits of the sour genre here. So... Let's see how it tastes. Cheers. Oh, wow. Really? Um, you can tell this. You get all three of those. The hibiscus, which really gets it that pucker sour factor. The ginger root on the back of the throat. And um, the orange peel a little bit on the nose. But aged in those oak barrels, it really kind of took all those flavors, mellowed them out, smoothed them. And um, they just kind of blend one after another into each other. You start with that hibiscus on the front of the tongue. And it just works its way back down your throat with the ginger root. Um, so does the ginger make it a little spicy? Maybe a little bit of a zip, but again, it's more more on the finish do I get the ginger flavors. Um, very well-rounded, complex sour. Um, I'll hold it up here. It was much darker than I was expecting. Most sour beers aren't this dark. I think it might have been the addition of the hibiscus kind of made it a little less yellow, a little bit more of a golden brown, I would say. Mm. But um, overall, yeah, I've I've had um, Thirsty Street before. I just sent uh, one of their sours to Tud called Lemon Drop. I've had that one. It's really tasty, and um, this Domo also doesn't disappoint. It's um, it's a good it's a good classic sour. What's not to love? You know. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think. I'm gonna rate this beer. This is gonna get a a rare four and a quarter from me. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I like it. I was flirting between four and a four and a quarter, but just that that barrel aging of the sour it really smooths and blends it out. I really like it a lot. Um, and I think I'm a little harder on sours than I am on some some delicious juicy IPAs. So kind of keep that in mind. Mm. Yeah. So, so out of 84 check-ins on Untapped, what do you think the rating is? 84. Um. I think I'm going to be pretty close. I think this is going to come in at like a 4.12. You you overshot it just a little bit. It is a 3.95. Okay. 
Yeah, it's solid though. I like this one. Um, if I ever make it out to Billings, like I said, it's only it's just like a seven or eight hour drive for me. But uh, that's it. Right around the corner. If I ever make it out there, you know, I'll be sure to stop by Thirsty Street. And uh, if you ever go, listeners, tell them you heard about us on a pod. You heard about them on a podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. Drop name drop. They'll be like, oh, my God, we were on that podcast. I can't right. believe it. Maybe they're listening right now. Who knows? Hey, everybody listens. Everyone listens. All six Montanans listen, including the one, presumably, who owns this brewery. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, nice. Okay. So... I mean, uh, Todd, I know you finished your pregame, but Chris is also looking thirsty over there. So mm-hmm. why don't uh, why don't you take it over, Chris? Okay, I will do that. I don't know that one. Um, so I'm drinking something from one of my new favorites. Charlotte Breweries, uh, which I know we've talked about on the podcast, but um, I have not had on the podcast yet. But this is a collaboration between Barrel, nope, Resident (laughs) Culture Brewing and Hopfly Brewing. So this this is a collab called Plum Bob, which is a Berliner style ale. Oh, that that seems pretty good. And did you get this from uh, Resident Culture? Yes, yes, I did. When I went and did my big beer shopping extravaganza. 2020 the shop <laughs> um uh this was one of them it comes in a bottle and it's actually a four pack of bottles which is kind of weird wait so I, you bought I wasn't four bottles it. for this for the price of one? Oh uh, no it was four bottles for like the price of four i think it was like 14 bucks 15 bucks it was relatively cheap oh, that's not wait, bad four bottles for 14 dollars holy shit right i mean they're they're just they're they're 16.9 ounces it's not like they're huge but still they're made out of glass that's the important thing they are made out of glass don't forget to recycle. Oh, this looks amazing. This looks so pretty. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that it's all great. this is captured on YouTube so people can see how bad the pores are. Yeah. Now we have well, now we have video proof. <laughs> this is a crisp pour, everybody. Um, so one thing that I thought was interesting as I was reading the back of this, and I didn't realize this before, is that this is a mixed culture, no boil. Berliner style ale, re-fermented on gooseberry and plum. How does that? So, I know that you don't have the answer to what I'm about to ask. Maybe and I don't does. know. Okay. Oprah doesn't either. How do you maybe make I a do. beer with no boil process? Well, you make sure it doesn't get hot enough to boil. Well, that's Step the question. One. Is it just like heated to below boiling temperatures, or is it like room temperature beer? Yeah. We they they heat they heat it to two hundred exactly, and they're just like you know we want to give it a nice little buffer Shut between down. boiling and, and being too cold. I, how does that right. work? That's just weird. I don't know. A resident culture, right in. I know you're out there listening. You heard Divine Barrel was on here a couple times. You get jealous, so you're like, got to tune into these guys because they're so smart. And bearded. I, I will um, say that I tried their uh this is just a test. I had that beer. That beer was fantastic. But have you done the double universe yet? I had that I have not day. had that one yet. That that one's really amazing. Good. Yeah. This yeah, is just really a test tasted just like a just like a treehouse style beer. Or I mean I you know or any New England style IPA. It just tasted that good. So you'll I'm enjoy, looking forward you'll to enjoy that. double universe. Double universe was was phenomenal. Very good. Uh so the head's dying down. It's actually dying down pretty quick. So I'm gonna ruin it by pouring more beer into it. But um I want you guys to see this because the color on this thing, it looks like a 
I don't know if you you probably can't see it too well in the cam. Um, but it's like a nice light. It's almost like um, okay, maybe a darker pink lemonade. Oh, looking on the webcam, yeah. it looks like brown and purple that and got so, in a fight. Someone and they made that. Someone call that. <laughs> someone call that plum colored. No, it's pink lemonadey, dark pink lemonade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when you put too many scoops into your pitcher and mix it up, that's what it looks <laughs> like. Uh, so uh, I'm excited to try this. Uh, their IPAs are amazing. So let's see how their sours are. Let's see. Are you ready? Uh, on the nose, you do get a good amount of this, like your stereotypical sour smell plus the the plum. The plum. I mean, it is called a plum bob. So I'm curious as to... All right, I got it all in there. All right. <laughs> so let's see how it tastes. Let's let's go go in for it. Still curious to know how the hell you make a beer with no boil. I um have some information and we uh, we could talk about after the review. Ooh, okay. there you go. Nice. Over over there doing the You have won. You're the researcher of the pod today. Trying to, you know, trying to get some facts here. Wow. So, full disclosure, this was um on the top rack of my beer fridge, which isn't the coldest. It's also been sitting out for a little bit, so it's all—it's not super cold. It's a little warm, actually, uh, but it's very, very good. It's—it is—it does have a nice sour kick to it, but it's not overpowering. It reminds me, truthfully, a lot of like an OEC sour. Like if it was a like wow. with, with not so much like we can all agree, I, I think that OEC sours and. Southern Grist Sours are two completely different styles. Well, I've never had an OEC You and before. I can agree on that. So, Obert's never had a proper OEC beer. Well, I've had their beer, just never their sours. Right. Never had a proper OEC sure. beer. I wouldn't call what you had by them as a as an OEC beer. It was a beer, and it was brewed by OEC, but it's not, not an OEC for. beer. Right. When you, right, come right, in right. when you come home in October, or whenever the next time you yeah. come home, that will be... I'll I'll save a bottle and we'll drink it. There we go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it does remind me very much of an OEC style sour, though. Um, I mean, it everything works really nice. I mean, it's it's pretty sour the whole way through. Um, it does get lessened up towards the middle and end when you get hit with some of the sweetness from like the plum and I assume the gooseberry. I get a lot more plum than gooseberry. Um, but I mean, it's just it's a really really good beer. Uh, it's not. Doesn't look I, like I there's a lot I, of feathers in the beer. No, no, they must have plucked the gooseberries first. Um, I, there's not a ton I'm, I can really say right now. It's very pretty, uh, very pretty looking. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. I don't. I don't describe enough sours. I don't think. Um, well, put put on your Tom and Jerry hat and Pete. <laughs> say so wait, Tom and, and Jerry, uh, something else, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Put, put, put on your Tom and Pete hat and uh, give me give me the best the best fancy explanation that you can give us. Uh, um. Okay. Well, the beer is very fruit sour forward with fruit sweetness and very exquisite sour. <laughs> Exquisitely sour. You just don't say. The color is very. Plum colored. <laughs> no, it, I mean it's a it's it's a very very good sour. Uh, not it's 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 sweet but not too sweet. Um, so if you're if you are a fan of like your more sweeter sours, this might not be the one for you. Like I know Dana wouldn't like this because she was not a big fan of OEC. Uh, so on the I, sour I like, scale, where does it fall? 
Oh, that's a good. That's a good, there. You go. I think it's pretty sour. I'm gonna more, say more or less sour than Granny Smith apples. I think it's. I was gonna say it's more sour than a Granny Smith apple. So I'm gonna say like an eight because it's not quite as sour as a Warhead. Okay. And I don't know what nine is. <laughs> a le- a so, lemon, maybe. Not as sour yeah, as I a think, lemon. I think so, if a yeah, warhead is a ten, a lemon is a nine. And then this beer is an eight. Yeah, because it's so higher than that's a like a li- that's like a lime. <laughs> yeah, I I think that that's that's about right. That's about right. Um, but very very good beer. Uh, I have three additional bottles. I was gonna send one to you, but shipping bottles, as we discussed on the pregame, is kind of the pit sometimes. Yeah, it's never worth it. Um. No, it really as, isn't. As Ober just eat, sent us each two bottles. Yeah, next time you guys come to North Carolina, or if I drive up to you guys, I'll try and remember to bring one and or drink them before that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this beer... Do one more sippy, just in case. Got to get that adjustment sip. I'm also going to give this beer a four and a quarter. Nice. Wow. It's, pressure it's, on Todd here. It is, it is different. Not something I drink every day, of course. And it, it's done very, very well. So... Um, the the Untapdiverse, hmm, I can see it being a little bit of a jaded response to it, uh, just because of the like knowing what people down here like for beer. Um, I still think it's going to be pretty high though. I'm gonna say it's a four point oh three. Uh, it's higher than you guessed. Out of two hundred and fifty two okay. reviews, that it is a four point one six. Okay, wow, that's that's very very respectable. Actually, wait. This is saying 215 ratings, but 252 check-ins. I don't know. Don't ask me. So, does that mean that some people just didn't rate it when they checked it in? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think if yeah. they checked it in, it would have brought it down to a 4.03. So we're going to yeah, count okay. it as a Chris, win. The f- first ever <laughs> got it right. We didn't think it was going to be on a technicality like this. We're a little disappointed, but uh... no, I'm, I'm not counting it. I'm not counting it. Oh, good. At least you know. Correct. No. No. Nice. So are you guys ready for a little bit of a hoppy hour on what a raw ale is? Ooh, a raw ale. Yes. I'm very I'm All right. interested. Okay, play us play us in with that uh hoppy hour sound bit you always do. Alright. Gotcha, bitch. Okay. So <laughs> this comes from the Milk the Funk wiki, uh, which appears to be uh wiki solely dedicated towards making sour beers. So okay. raw ale, also known as no boil beer, uh, is beer that is is made from wort that either does not reach boiling temperatures or reaches boiling temperatures only for such a short period of time that the flavor influence from a traditional boil is minimal do- during the brewing process. Um, and historically, this is how they would make Berliner Weisses or farmhouse ales. So it's more common with this kind of style, it seems like. Um, so there's a quote here from a researcher of historical farmhouse brewing, and he said that the line is kind of fuzzy where no boil starts and ends. Some people will like only boil a sixth of the wort. Some people will boil it for two minutes versus you know a regular beer, you're boiling your wort for an hour. So right. um, they basically said it's like, you know it when you taste it is kind of the definition. So... Uh, if they said that if most of the wort is raw or the boil is so sh- short, the hops don't isomerize. There's no hot break releasing the protein that makes it a raw ale. Um, so that's so that kind of gets into the next part of of this page here, which is like, what is the impact on the brewing for a raw ale? And I think a lot of it has to do with the breakdown of the compound of the hops. 
So when you boil your wort, a couple things happen. You get evaporation of water, which condenses malt sugars. Alpha acids contained in hops are isomerized into iso-alpha acids, which makes them soluble into the wort and contributes to beer's classic bitter flavor component. So in other words, you get those that alpha, which gives us those IBUs in a traditional mm-hmm. IPA or in any beer, really. Um, and it says it boiling, it pasteurizes the beer. So you're going to kill off any unwanted yeast or bacteria in a uh, before we add our own, before we pitch our yeast in, right? Uh, in a normal mm-hmm. process. Um, and also you get some enzymes that break down in starches, proteins, sugars at boiling temperatures. And a few other technical things here, which, you know, for the, for the sake of this segment, I'm not going to go into because it's, it's over my head. But <laughs> so these are all things that happen in a traditional boil. So in a raw ale, you don't get that breakdown uh, you don't get that that alpha acid from the hops. You get some more of that background yeast profile flavor that you get in a farmhouse ale where you have the wild yeast strains from whatever's in the air. Um, basically, that all of these factors combined give you that sounds like gives you that Berliner Weiss flavor profile of um, the wild yeast, the less bitter, um, just kind of it's it's i guess it would be hard to describe other than say like it it's what makes a berliner vice it it if i'm reading this correctly um it sounds like you're drinking boozy water versus wart beer hops because you're not merely making a wart you're kind of just well you're making the making a hop you're making the wort, but it's just not boiled right yeah so it doesn't it it leaves a lot more elements that are found uh in the in your wort unbroken down you get less of that broken down alpha acids you get less proteins broken down in your malt profile and you get more of the the natural yeast flavors so that's um that's all from this milk the funk wiki um this is a cool site if you're into home brewing and you're making sours this seems like a really cool place or if you're a professional brewer looks like there's a lot there's of milk the funk.com milk the funk.com they have some interesting stuff on here about making funky beers. <laughs> <laughs> it it's it sounds simple. And maybe it was because they didn't have like the technology that we have nowadays to brew more complex beers, but it sounds like something that like anybody may have been able to brew way back in the day. Yeah, well, I think if you're going to do this process, you obviously have a higher risk of screwing up your batch and getting it infected with a strain of bacteria that will destroy your yeast and make your beer go bad. So I don't know if it's more simple because it seems to me like a higher risk of having a bad batch. Because you can't, like, because when you boil the wort, that really sanitizes a lot of the stuff and kills a lot of that other bad stuff off that, you know, might might infect your beer. We've all heard those horror stories of, of bad beer batches. But this probably gives a good opportunity for spontaneous fermentation, which is, you know, a key part of sours and Berliner Weisses and everything in between. Exactly. Yeah, that's the trade-off. Right. Interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. So there's a quick little hoppy hour for you on a new term to me, raw ale, no-boiled beer. I bet you they called it no-boil because that's more appetizing on the label than putting raw ale. Right, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna get salmonella from this. If you like Berliner Weisses and you want to show off next time you go into a fancy beer shop, ask if they have any raw ales and see if they're confused. <laughs> see if they sure. know what they're talking about. Maybe if you go into a homebrew shop, they might be able to help you there. But uh, yeah, 
Okay, so I guess that leaves Todd to you got a four and a quarter for us tonight or what? Perfect. This week I have a beer by New Connecticut Brewery, Coles Road Brewing Company. Um Ooh, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, this is that brewery that I was talking about that um is probably the closet like best brewery in the state. Um I had them at the Rising Pint Beer Festival last year. They're supposedly amazing. Um everything I've had by, from them is fantastic this is like the brewery that you had to know somebody who knew somebody in order to get there right 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 that. still on right rising pine still on for august you know it finally got canceled oh, darn. <laughs> who could have saw that coming <laughs> no one no one saw it coming Surprise. nobody saw it coming um no but coles road uh it's a brewery that had been in the works for years in connecticut and they finally opened their doors i mean amid a pandemic but they finally opened their doors, and from what I've heard, they were not planning on like being ready to do crowlers or growlers or cans at all. They were just going to have a, a tap room where you could show up, get a you know, get some beers to drink, and then leave. So uh, clearly, this this whole pandemic thing is not conducive to that style of business. So they got a crowler machine, and now you can go on every Friday and order crowlers to be picked up every Saturday. Uh, so I thought nice. I'd bring one to the podcast, and this is uh, called Key Performance Indicators. It's a sour. It's with, made with hibiscus and passion fruit. So, you know, we're all kind of riding this this sour train yeah. this week. Yeah, we got hibiscus, we got plum, and now back to hibiscus. As you guys can <laughs> see, it looks like cranberry juice. Yeah, it looks a little darker than it the does. other two. Well, less cloudy than, than Chris's. Um, it, right, that's, it, that's way darker than mine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yours is much hazier, too. This is very clear and, like, filtered yeah. and... Um, I spilt some on my hands, so I can definitely smell the, just the fruitiness coming through. Uh, it weighs in at a, a hefty 4.2%. Gave it the old finger test. <laughs> the, the, yes. Just the, the finger, test. finger test. Yeah, just splash around, see how it feels. Um, so on the nose and you know, on my fingers, <laughs> it smells extremely sour. It just smells like it smells like a warhead. A fruity warhead, but a warhead nonetheless. Um, smells a little... A little underwhelming from a flavor standpoint, which uh, just must be, it's just passion fruit. I mean, passion fruit doesn't, re- it's kind of fruity, but it doesn't really have that, that fruity flavor, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not the most fruitiest of fruits. Yeah, it doesn't have the passion for being right. a fruit. Correct. I should have called it a lack of passion, but that was too long. <laughs> that was what was originally called that, but then they just shortened it. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go ahead and taste this. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! It's done! So... On the flavor, it is very sour. You know, it does it does definitely have a lot of that passion fruit flavor up front. You know, it doesn't. It's not it the the fruit. The best part about passion fruit, I guess, for me, and I don't, I don't know if you guys agree with my part that passion fruit doesn't taste extremely fruity. It just kind of mellows into the background of most things that it's in. Um, the best part about it to me is that it doesn't get in the way of the tartness. So it is you're tasting you know the sourness of the beer followed up by that nice crisp refreshing passion fruit flavor and it kind of tailors off into the the hibiscus like flower which tastes kind of earthy in this beer um it's very refreshing obviously extremely light it's just a solid a solid rendition of a of a session sour there you go. i guess it's more of a session sour than yeah than you said 4.2 right 4.2 yeah so now did you pick this crowler up from the brewery yes yeah i had to order it online and then go swing by and uh pick it up did you say where the brewery was? I did not. It is in uh, Berlin, Connecticut. Okay. Not Burlington. Berlin. Berlin, Connecticut. 
Like the city in yeah. Germany. Mm. Correct. <laughs> it's at the very end of the Berlin Turnpike. Um, you go down to you go down to you can't go any further down the Berlin Turnpike, and you take a right, and then it's on your right, right across the street from the the uh, Dairy Queen. In case anybody who's familiar with Berlin is listening, there to we this. go. Our new segment: directions. <laughs> <laughs> where we give you directions to breweries <laughs> you go down and then you take a left and then you go to the end of the road and you'll see a it sign beer. to go the other it's beer. it says beer now you don't think you want to go to the side you go the other way <laughs> now it's a tricky left Yeah. <laughs> most people in Connecticut know where the Berlin Turnpike is so I'm just trying to help them out alright but, but don't just show up Order your beer online, because if you just show Correct. up, yeah, you can't just show you're up. You're going to be disappointed. So I will, t- I will tell right. you this: that they're, um, they're very unique in their ordering process. So you have to go online, and when you're ordering, you have to, ch- you have to order, quote unquote, a pickup time for the for the Saturday, and then you order all the beers. But you're only allowed one crowler per per beer style for that day. Um, and they don't make their link go live the same time every week. So some weeks it's 3 p.m. Some weeks it's 5 p.m. Other weeks it's like 9 p.m. So you really have to pay attention to like, when is this thing going live? If you really want the beer. Sounds tricky. But, uh, how much did you get from that? Um, I got all five crawlers. So they were, they were offering five. I got two IPAs, the sour and a stout. And then, uh, I think a Pilsner. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your full review whenever they they are open for regular business. That'd be fun. I it sounds like if their beer is as good as you're talking about, um, you know, I'd love to hear more about them. But how how would you rate this beer? I'm gonna rate this a uh, four two five. I'm gonna keep the train okay. rolling and Woo-hoo! I'll stick with it. <laughs> uh, this solid beer. This is definitely another uh, tractor. You know, mow your lawn drinking beer. Perfect for the summer. Uh, perfect on a really hot. Connecticut day where it's muggy as shit outside. Um, this would definitely bring a smile to your face while sweat is pouring down in it as well. Uh, it wouldn't to me. I tell you what. I don't know. I can't handle that anymore. No, this this would. This would. I the Connecticut's too humid. I'm never going back in the summer after after your wedding. I'm done. I'm done with Connecticut summer. It's too much for me. I can't handle it. <laughs> but just think, two summers ago, you would have been, you would have had no issue. Or three summers ago, you would have been like, ah, this is just Connecticut. I know. It's funny how fast I got adjusted to oh, it. Oh, so fast. Um, yeah, uh, I like. But Chris, it would have. Been, it's like a. It's like a vacation for you up here, except for last summer. That was miserable. Last summer was very hot when we went up there. But now, I mean, right now it's it's muggy as shit down here. But. <laughs> And it has been for a little while now. Like, I wake up at 5 in the morning. It's already, like, 75 degrees and just muggy. I walk outside and, like, it's muggy. So, um, Todd, Todd appears no, to be wiping I, condensation off of his can. Or maybe that was the beer he spilled. No, that I, could be it too. no I, was, uh, I was wiping off some of the beer that was dripping right. down the can. I didn't want to get it stuck to my new desk. Mm. So, But I did right, want to right. point out, too, that they're heavily... They're heavily influenced by the Grateful Dead, if you couldn't tell by their... Uh, okay. it's their You know art. what's funny? I was just about to say that their can, their Crowler, looks like a Journey logo. Like, uh... I, oh, it like, does. What, like, what's that? Wheel in the Sky? Like, that's the album, or like the Greatest Hits album? It looks yeah. just like that can. It really, it really does. Check out the Instagram to check, the, to see that. Right. Yeah, so they're heavily influenced by the Grateful Dead. If you've seen... The guy who owns the brewery, his name is Paul. Um, Paul has a beard that's about down to the middle of his chest and he has hair that nice. about matches that. So 
and he wears like the like the Grateful Dead style glasses. He is uh, a big deadhead. I would definitely recommend going over there and seeing these guys when they're open, or just go pick up a Crowler if you're in town or in the area. Um, make sure you pre-order though. Yeah. But definitely worth the definitely worth it. Uh, for an untapped averse score, I'm going to guess four point two two. Wow, that's on, really high. On I'm going to say fifty seven check-ins. All right, so you're going. You're going high score, low check-ins. What was it called again? Key Performance Indicator. Oh, yeah, right. KPIs. And it, the can does say KPI on it. So, nice. obviously, in case you were worried that they couldn't fit all that wording on one can, they couldn't. <laughs> uh, so, you're very, very, very close. Uh, out of 293 check-ins. Ooh, a lot more check-ins. A lot more check-ins. It is a 4.20. Oh, so, oh, 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 so very close. close. You should have went with the weed number, but you yeah. didn't. <laughs> that is true, especially <gasps> for especially the Grateful for Dead. Yeah, for the Grateful. Oh, missed opportunity confirmed. here. Damn it! You should have done wow. it. Wow. <laughs> Can I go back? I'd like to edit my guess to a four point two zero in honor of four twenty for the, the weed stoners. number. <laughs> um wow that's that's cool though I and mean, this is for a yeah. sour too so i mean this is a highly right. highly rated sour like right that's very very high i mean wow that's a good lineup of beers tonight yeah. guys. wow yeah three three good sours <laughs> it is it is summer so I mean, we had to all bring the sours to the pod mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ober- obert's first day above 70 that that's cause for celebration now, what are you talking about it's 82 on saturday so i don't want to hear it Wow. <laughs> My summer brings all the sours to the pod. They're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> so so I was looking around uh, being a, a financial nerd today, and I uh, stumbled upon something that I thought would be a good uh, end, uh, you know, finishing the circle of a conversation we started on the, this podcast about a year ago. Maybe call it six months ago. And that's the financial numbers for... Sam Adams, Boston Beer Company. Uh, as you guys know, they 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 merged with Dogfish Head, um, mm-hmm. but they're still called Boston Beer Company. But they came out with their financials, and their revenues are up thirty one point four percent year over year through the first quarter. It's it's uh, funny you say that because I've I've seen similar things about the beer industry as a whole. Yeah, without the addition of Dogfish Head. Um, their shipments increased 27.5%. Now, I found this to be interesting because what they attribute the increase in sales to, not counting Dogfish Head, is their truly hard ciders in the Twisted Teas, which is it's showing a shift in the beer industry where a lot of the younger uh, folk who haven't really gotten in the beer yet and who would normally be drinking Bud Light or or Keystone or uh, Bush Light or, you know, the the shit end of the stick beers there, they're not drinking any beer. In fact, they, they go for the White Claws, they go for the Trulies, they go for the, the High Noons. I just, I found that really interesting that, that, that they're, uh, that they're, you know, those are going up while beers are going down. And then it even goes further in this article to say, this, despite the growth, uh, or the, the growth was, was attributed to Truly and Twisted Tea, but then offset by a decrease in sales from Dogfish Head and Sam, uh, Sam Adams Normal Brand and Angry Orchard. Wait, so, so while but the, you make it sound like these are all brands associated with Sam Adams, but they are not. No, they are. You're telling me Sam Adams owns Twisted Tea? Correct. And Truly? And Truly and Angry Orchard. I didn't know any of those. Huh, I had no idea that 
that Boston Beer Company owned those brands. That's crazy. Yeah, no, me Fun neither. That is, I, that is pretty crazy. I didn't know it either until I started reading this, but it doesn't surprise doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, Boston Beer Company seems to be the you know I know we talked about them not being a macro brewery, but they're the closest thing to a macro brewery without being a macro. Well, brewery. Well, if they own all I mean, those brands, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, granted, it kind of makes sense because I don't see any of those brands out here very much, which makes sense because I don't see Sam Adams very much out here. So you don't you don't have Trulies out there either. Uh, we're all about the Claw here. Okay. Yeah. I will personally say that I think Trulies are better than the Claw. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then High Noon apparently is something that I have to go out of my way to find because everybody is claiming that that is like the next thing. Um, instead of it being a malt liquor that's that's a seltzer, that's in seltzer form, it is legitimately vodka and seltzer in a can. Okay. So. Have you heard? Have you guys nice. heard of this? I have not. I mean, Dana's wife of the pod, Dana, was doing it before it was cool. Right, right. She basically invented it, and I'm actually a little upset. I have to sue right. someone, yeah, but... to get that intellectual property back. Right. Don't, don't you wish that all those years ago that you would have at least just had the 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 intelligence to pour it in a can and sell it? Well, I think we looked into like laws about it's it's in some states it's easier to sell malt beverages. They're a different category versus a mixed beverage of seltzer and vodka. And maybe that's why you can't find it, Ted. Maybe that's why I've never heard of it. I think we can find it in Connecticut. I just haven't I just haven't gone out of my way to find it yet, I guess. Yeah. We don't really have a lot of those non-malt beverages that are mixed packaged around here because like I said you got to sell those in a liquor store, you can't just sell them at the grocery store or the gas station. Right. So according to High Noon's website, they are real vodka plus real juice in a real can. Uh, I thought it was gonna wow. be a fake can. That sounds like that sounds like the Dana right yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, if you go on their website, you can type in your address, and you can uh, you can find out exactly where it is near you. Nice. So, uh, cheers to Boston Beer Company for rocking it with yeah making making it rain <laughs> on Yahoo Finance for sure. It's a good time to be selling. Yeah, I just thought it alcohol, especially if it's not beer. Apparently, <laughs> I just thought it was a good it was a good end to our discussion about them combining with Dogfish Head to let you guys know that they're being successful, even if their beer is no longer being as successful as it used to be. Right, but they found a way to get around that. Yeah, so I think it's time for the handles. Before we move into handles, I'm going to say we're we're two away from 100 here. Mm-hmm. So that should be a good one. That should be a fun episode. We're still thinking of some ideas. Tud, you got the Shopper Hopper grapefruit yet? That's the question. I have not. Right. That we need to do. That's a long gag, long time gag. Yeah, we got to do the face your beers <laughs> of the Shopper Hopper grapefruit. We said we we're going to do that on 100. Um, if Tud's not on board, maybe we'll have to text Brad. I know Brad said he could get it to Tud for us, but. Uh, mm, tie him down. Poor Dennis Rowe. Yeah. He is coming over this weekend, so if you texted him, he would bring it over this weekend. <laughs> Ted's like, I'll drink it. I won't buy it, though. You're not, <laughs> I'm not spending my money to support that shit. Yeah. <laughs> buy the biggest one you can find. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I got a couple of beers I'm, I think I'm going to do. I have I have two in mind. I'm going to do both of them. So it should be a fun extravaganza. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be an extravaganza. We're going to have to figure this out and if you have ideas please join the discord we talk about it every week but you know we want to know we want to know what you guys want to see do you want to see it on on stream live that would be a mess do you want do you want do you want thousands and thousands of hours of of recording do you want us to turn this episode this this podcast from our current numbering convention to just episode 100 part one through part 99 
<laughs> release once a week we could do it we could do it <laughs> we're back uh but no seriously join the discord let us know we want to know what you want yeah. to see and hear and do and drink and or if you are if discord is too much hassle well and you don't know what you're missing but we're always available at envelope mail at dawfpodcast at gmail.com that's true yes we don't have to read it on the show we could just do it uh in episode 100 that'd be fun you know i've i've got a good idea for episode 100 what if we did like a 24 hour drinking bonanza where we all had to be on skype for 24 hours and record the whole thing zero edits and put it out and um, we had to finish a case of beer. 24 beers, 24 hours. Correct. That'd be easy. Yeah. What if we just... Also yeah. terrible. We could end the stream <laughs> after the 24th beer. So there you go. <laughs> we have up until 24 hours to do it. But There you okay. go. It's, a, it's, it's more of a... It's a, a, it's a, a case race. bomb kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. A case race. Okay. There's a there name for it. I can't wait to do yeah. that on episode uh, 200. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> all right we, you heard it here for, first folks episode 200 we're doing a case race live live recorded and then thrown up on youtube but live on youtube in the future see i'm assuming at that point two years from now ted's gonna have a child that and so he's gonna realize how bad of an idea it is but <laughs> and i'm gonna have apparently a thousand children yeah. by that time well, what we've, what I want, the reason I was saying let's do a case race for episode 100 is because Chris will only have one child then. That's true. Ah, the timing is pretty, cons- it's going to be close. You're, you're going to end up having Chris- the kid in your, like, your, the, like, the 26th hour after drinking 24 beers. No, it's going to be like, oh, shit, I got to, I got to run. Yeah, 15 minutes into our 100th episode recording. That's what I'm, I'm fully expecting <laughs> that to happen. Yeah, Chris has to go, Chris has to go yeah. have a baby. No, we just released oh, a 15 boy. minute episode. There we go. That'd be a good way to do episode 100. Oh, damn it. I got to go have a kid. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, um, I think it's time to bust out that frosty mug of wisdom. Um you know what it's got. It's got wisdomy wisdom, life advice, TV shows, movies, books, uh, things, products we like, stuff that's made our lives better, easier, and it always starts with this special song from Jordan. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test. Mug of wisdom. It's <laughs> the best. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Finish that lavado. Mug of wisdom. Wow. Okay, Jordan. Again, thank you. By the way, we should we should also mention congratulations on Jordan to making it to Dallas, Texas. Uh, Welcome to your new home. Yep, home of America's least favorite football team. Nope, or just America's team. Top three 
least favorite. Top two. Maybe. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. up there. Um, no, but you know he made it there this week safely. Uh, so shout out to him. I wonder if his handle this week would have yeah. been movers. We'll never know. <laughs> Based on what I saw, they have no furniture yet, so probably his handle would be not movers. Yeah, furniture. My handle this week is furniture. It's good for sitting. <laughs> hey, I know a co-host who can help with the furniture side of this. Yeah, there we at go. least with the molder of butts yeah. for chairs. I mean, it's very expensive furniture, but it is nice furniture. Well, it's, it's how good does it fit the butt? Right, it's molded for each butt. Oh, everything! Every butt is it's custom molded for each butt. That's my job. That's my job. That's what they hired me for. <laughs> All right, um, Ted. Why don't you kick us off this week? All right. Um. So this week, my handle, folks. We are still stuck inside for quarantine. Um, we can go outside and enjoy the nice weather in our backyard, but that doesn't really con- that's not really conducive to handles. So uh, a lot of our handles recently have been TV shows or movies or plays that you can watch on television. Uh, as see last week in Chris's love new love infatuation. I'm still obsessed. <laughs> still obsessed. So my handle this week is a show on Netflix uh, called Dark. I don't know if either of you guys have heard of this show before. I have not. So it is a show. It's Netflix's first German uh, produced TV show. And they have it dubbed over. You can do it one of two ways. You can watch it in German and read subtitles. Or you can watch it with like, you know, it looks like one of those like old like Kung Fu movies where the mouths move, but the words don't really at, don't really line up. That's um, that's dubbed. Dubbed. That's yeah, that's yeah. Or subtitles. I'm trying to help out the listeners. Oh, right. okay. I'm trying to help out the listeners who may not know what dubbed means. Gotcha. So it is about time travel. It's a very good sci-fi show or sci-fi show. Over you, you would love this because it is. It's a great. So in my opinion, and I've said this multiple times to Caitlin as we're watching it, it's a great story and a great premise and a great scenery and everything. The acting now. The acting in it's horrible. Partly, I think of that is because it's dubbed. And I just think that it's horrible. And if I was watching it in German with subtitles on, then possibly I wouldn't think it was as bad of acting. I've read that it's better watching it with subtitles than it is watching it dubbed. But overall, a great story. It it throws it's it's only three seasons long. It throws you for loops along the way. Um three seasons and it's done. It is over with. The third season just came out. There's no more plans for another season. Um, I can't give away any more than that other than to say it's like, if I had to compare it to anything, it's like Stranger Things, but more serious and better. Okay. If that makes sense. I assume, yeah, not with children. Not with children, with adults. Uh, that's cool. So you just, so you've just finished season three because it just came out? Uh, we are on season three. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I love, I love sci-fi. I'm reading a sci-fi book, some of the one I talked about for my handle last week uh, right now. And I'm like, I should, you know, with the current world as shitty as it is, sometimes it's nice to escape into some science fiction. So yeah, this will, uh, this is one of those sci-fi ones where it's, 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 I don't think it's happening in the real world, but it could be happening in the real world. It's, but it's all about time travel too. Just, just go watch it. It's really cool. It's, it's, yeah, it's a dark oh. sci-fi called Dark. I was just repeating the title, but yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I will, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll check that out, even though I fully don't intend on it, but this one, for real, I will check out. 
Yeah, and it's easy. They're hour-long episodes. There's, there's 10 episodes per season, so there's only 30, 30 episodes. You'll blow right through it. Yeah, that's like a, just like a third of this podcast, if you listen to all the episodes. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to hand the mug off to Chris. All right, so this is another quarantine life kind of thing, especially if, for me. Uh, recently, and by recently, I mean since the beginning of the whole pandemic, I took over grocery shopping. <laughs> and I'm bad at it. Very bad at grocery me shopping. Too. Always have been just terrible. <laughs> so uh, we frequent a uh, former handle of the podcast, Aldi, a lot. And it just so happens that the Aldi... Oh. Heat was very me. late. Very late. Very I thought it was just gonging okay. for Aldi, the previous handle. Previous handle, Aldi. Yeah. Um, so I normally went to the one in Statesville and, you know, did my thing, you know, took it took me forever. It's not a very big store. It took me forever to go through it. But just so happens this past week, I had to pick some other stuff up in Mooresville. So I went to the Mooresville Aldi and they offer free uh, online pickup or whatever, whatever it is. Like, just go. They basically have someone shop for and you. You, you down- It might not be, and free, then you download the groceries. <laughs> you download the groceries, and then you put three D print them. These little, yep, yep, exactly. So there you go. That's my handle: three D printing groceries from the Aldi app. <laughs> uh, but they have uh, curbside pickup or whatever it may be, and. Uh, let me tell you, revolutionized the way I do grocery shopping because I don't do it anymore. Like, it's just, I just drive there and they put the stuff in my car and I leave. So I know they're not the only place that does it. Uh, you can do it at Walmart and, you know, a bunch of the other big chains. But I'm telling you, if if you suck at grocery shopping or you don't want to be in the store with all those grimy people not wearing face masks, <laughs> then this this might be a good thing for you because... Uh, I, I told I, I mean, it was just, it was great. I drove to Aldi. They, they, they I texted saying I'm here, and then they brought my stuff out, and that was it. I went home. It now, was amazing. It was now, Chris, I have to kind of point out something here. I believe on a, like within the first ten episodes, one of your handles was Instacart, which is a food delivery service which shops at Aldi for you and delivers it to your house. Right. Oh, calling them now. Out. Calling them out. I feel like you've. Well, I, I was going to say I feel like you've gone backwards here, where. Now the person's not coming to your house and just dropping off groceries at your doorstep. Now oh, you physically have to be the chump who has to go out and like get the groceries. You're not wrong, but as you know, and as Obert knows, I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. So <laughs> so they don't deliverize to my pl- <laughs> to my house. Because <laughs> trust me, we looked, and according to the website, it delivers to our house, but it doesn't, and it's bullcrap. I don't know. Instacart, get on this. So this is the next best thing. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Would you say would you say that you are cranky about that? Yeah, sure. I'm cranky about that. Because then I wouldn't have to shop at all. It'd be amazing. That's the dream. Goddamn. <laughs> I tend to get a little cranky. <laughs> yeah. No. So now you just need is... an app where you can do like curbside dishwashing load dishwasher loading and unloading. And then you won't have to do any chores yeah. at home at all. <laughs> just bring your dishwasher bring your dirty dishes and dishwasher to this place they'll do they it load for, it for you, you. <laughs> give me back you bring it back home dishes. plug it back in yeah there you go now <laughs> I, I can i can solve that problem you can just get a maid and she would clean the dishes oh man i wish i could have a maid 
Is there any maids that would work for free, do you think? Probably not. Isn't that the point of having kids? Isn't he close enough to the age where he can start doing your chores? No, it's actually quite the opposite right now. He's at the age where he makes way more mess than we would ever make in our entire couple lives. Years. So. A couple of years. A couple of years. Eventually, yes. Free free, free labor is what, what kids are, but not yet. But anywho, curbside pickup, you can do it just about anywhere. So do it and avoid all the dirty non mask wearing folks i'm looking at you everybody without a mask how many times in your state do you run into people without a mask oh oh my god so many so like people down here don't believe in coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) they're like it's made up and that's why uh, it's uh, like today i actually went out after i got out of work and it's it's like a law now like you have to have a mask on in public in north carolina and the amount of people I saw, and according to every business, they're turning people away. Bullshit. No way. <laughs> no way. I'm calling you guys out, businesses. <laughs> Specifically, Sam's Club. Ooh. Even yeah. dropping name bombs. That's right. Um, because there were people everywhere without masks. I had my mask on like a good person. Yeah. But anywho, I'm not gay. Well, I probably, truthfully, I probably already have the corona, but it's fine. <laughs> Or had it. Uh, anywho, I think it's time to finish filling the mug of wisdom this week. <laughs> and I, the only person I can think of to do it is over. That's right. It's rare that Chris hands me the mug. I feel like it's rare that I go third and Chris goes second. This it, is a, it is. I either go first because I'm super excited because I actually have a handle or last because I'm always thinking of a handle. That's right. That's how it That's goes. Right. <laughs> um, well, I'm pulling an audible this week based on Tud's, Tud's comment. Talking about, you know, other than going in your backyard, there's not much to do. So um, I'm going to have a, a lawn game for a handle. Ooh, yeah. nice. Uh, this is one is that this I lawn game that you could play by yourself. You could play it with while your, you're in quarantine with your domestic partner, your wife, uh, you know, whoever you live with. Um, you could play by yourself if you wanted to practice. Uh, the game is called Coob. I think I played it with both of you before. Yes. Yeah. It's spelled K-U-B-B, but it's pronounced Kub. It's a Scandinavian Cub. word. Kubbubba. That's how you would say it if you <laughs> didn't hear it on a podcast, the right way to say it. <laughs> um, I love this game. And I thought it was going to take over the world when I first discovered it in like 2012. And it still has yet to take over the world. But um, maybe with everybody in quarantine working on their... People are baking and working on their woodworking skills, I think. So... Uh, it's called Viking Chess is another nickname for it. Um, and what you, how you play this game is you throw wooden batons, basically they're like one inch diameter dowels, about a foot long, at uh, small four by four piece blocks of wood and try and knock them over. And you have two teams standing on opposite sides of the court. The teams can be as um, anywhere from two to six people, but I find three works best. And um, it's a really fun game. Uh, it's very satisfying to like throw like a heavy piece of wood, at another piece of wood and knock it over. And uh, I play with the house rule that you have to have one hand occupied with a beer at all times. So, you know, uh, for me, that's a requirement with all lawn games. You got to you got to be able to play with a beer or else, you know, get out of here. Um, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. And if you're stuck quarantine, you know, with your family, you're looking for something to do without going too far, order Kube online. Heck, make your own. It's very easy to find the instructions. 
and um, just a quick tri trip to Home Depot and a circular saw. It's really all you need. Um, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's a it's a great game, and uh, I wish more people would play it. So I'll put a I'll put a link to like a YouTube video kind of showing how it's played, and I think if you see an action, so many people I I used to play this tailgating UConn football games all the time. Some people would walk up to me and be like, "What game are you playing? That looks so much fun." Because it's it's unknown, but it's uh it's a great it's a crowd pleaser for sure. So uh, be the be the life of your next party. Show up with Coop. It is um it's for it's available to purchase on you know the world's biggest online retailer, uh, AliExpress. <laughs> and it's it's only fifty bucks. I mean I mean given the fact that it's given the fact that it's all wood. I mean it's only fifty bucks. That's really not a bad not a bad idea or not a bad uh piece for it. Except for it has a king. I don't think we ever played with a king. Yeah, the king piece. is kind of like the eight ball. It's in the middle, and it's the final one that you got to knock over. But if you knock it over before its turn, yeah, you it's like an auto lose. So yeah, it's a fun game. Check it out. At least click on all you click on the YouTube link. I'll put in there. Scrub through it. Fifteen seconds, twenty seconds. You'll see what I'm talking about. It's fun. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's something we've all played. It's great. I recommend it. Yeah, very, 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 very fun. And I am very bad. So I've always thought I was halfway decent at it. You just got Chris. Now's your time. Practice with CJ. Turn him into a coop champion. The, the trick I always found: throw sidearm. No helicoptering. Helicoptering is illegal. It's not loud. No, you don't have to helicopter it, but like throw sidearm, like projectile it sidearm, like this. That's not allowed. It as can't go. As, it can't go this as way. As long as it, it doesn't helicopter, as long as it doesn't helicopter, it's fine. It has to turn no, end it, over end. No side to side spinning. You can't like you can't like bowl it. You can't bowl it. Yeah. Right. So Tud's Tud's only been good because he's like, been cheating. Yeah, it's really simple strategy. Just cheat, and uh, you'll <laughs> win every time. You do really good. Here's the best you part. Is, I, I, I just go and kick them all over. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Here's the best part is I played with you before, and you never had an issue with it. So, Well, um, you know, it's a fun game. That's all I'll say. <laughs> and so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, first, we'd like to thank you guys for all tuning in and listening to the sounds of our voices every single week. That's great. Um, we also like to thank the people who provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking Coles Road Brewing Company for their key performance indices, hibiscus and passion fruit sour. I would like to thank Resident Culture Brewing and Hopfly Brewing for the Plum Bob Raw Ale. And I <laughs> would love to thank <laughs> Thirsty Street Brewing Company for their domo. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere. Um, every social media platform we are on, except for TikTok, uh, at DAWF Podcast. As of this date, we still do not have a TikTok, so don't go look for us there. But everywhere else, uh, especially Instagram, we are there. Make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your thoughts your concerns, your comments, anything you'd like to see in episode 100, send that. Send uh, send your general thoughts, too. Obert loves the general thoughts Hell yeah, from the email. Uh, also, make sure you head over to Discord, as we talked about earlier, to join the general discussion that happens all the time. Um, it's a great little community over there. Uh, let's, let's work to get everybody over there. Also, make sure um, you... Head over to Patreon and subscribe if you'd like to hear our pregame episodes. Uh, this week, I reviewed a zero zero IBU um, IPA, so if you're called Palette Jack. So if you're interested in hearing about that, go head over there and subscribe for as little as one dollar a month. Um, special shout out to if you subscribe for twenty five dollars a month, uh, you can get Chris to drink a chalada every month that you subscribe for twenty five dollars. Um, 
Also, make sure you head over to iTunes. Obviously, subscribe. Uh, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, but uh, you know, iTunes is the place where you want to go and leave a comment. Other than that, uh, thank you very much. My name is Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. I really want to play pool. I really just want to play some long games. I miss drinking outside with friends. So we are having a housewarming party. Now I'm wondering if I should text Dan and tell him to bring Coop. <laughs>